Please like, subscribe, and or follow This Is True Really News. You will find us at all the most famous and useful podcast outlets. And tell your friends to like, subscribe, and or follow This Is True Really News as well. At the same place. Or, you know, their favorite. Yeah. Whether they're in Brazil or Russia. Or Britain. Oh, yeah. We're doing pretty well in UK lately. You want to wonder what's wrong with you Brits. A German... (laughs) Hey, at least I didn't say limey like you said I couldn't last time. Well, I said you shouldn't. Yeah. Can't say frog. Can't say limey. How are we going to get along with people? (laughs) You know, there was a time that's just what they were called. We were what? We weren't... We were... Was it Joe's? Forget what name Oh, well, the G.I. Joe's overpaid, oversexed, and overhear is what I yeah. I'm saying a lot. So, anyway. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. A German federal court has ruled that the golden shade of the foil wrap on Lint's gold bunny... A rather popular chocolate Easter bun bun enjoys protected status, much like the real Easter bun bun. The meh. federal court of justice delivered its verdict in a battle between Switzerland's Lint and a German company, Heilemann. Okay, this just sounds like we've done this before. Uh, in- <laughs> Not with Switzerland, they have. Yeah, it's true. Heilemann in 2018 marketed a chocolate bunny in a gold foil wrap. Lint argued that it had a trademark on the color acquired by use, that its rival had infringed on that trademark, and that Heilemann should be prevented from selling its product and told to sit in the corner. A state court in Munich ruled against Lint last year, but the federal court found the Swiss company had proven that the gold shade of its bunny and has had acquired trademark status by reputation, citing a survey presented by the manufacturer, so we know it's on the up and up, 70% of respondents associated that hue of gold with lint bunnies. Court said it didn't matter that the company didn't use the gold color for all or most of its products, just the bunny, or that the lint bunny has another distinguishing features such as the red collar, didn't matter. Lint has sold its golden bunny in Germany since 1952, and the product has had its current gold shade since 94. It is, by some distance, the best-selling chocolate Easter bunny in Germany, or my house, by the way. And I'm honestly not terribly surprised. If you Lint, can find Lint is wonderful. If you can find them around here, you'll, I'll have them. Except that I prefer Belgian chocolate. I think it's even smoother and richer. May Hercule Poirot come and David Fitzgerald. <laughs> I'm sorry, we lived closer to Belgium than Switzerland. And repeat after me: Swiss chocolate is the best. Swiss chocolate is the best. Full stop. Full stop. Especially with English kippers. Yeah. So, Orville's what? They're not done. Oh, federal judges not done with the ruling. Sent the case back to Munich where they are to determine whether or not Heilemann actually infringed on Lint's trademark. So we're talking at some point there could be money changing hands. I would say follow the money, but I'd pretty much get sidetracked at the chocolate bunny and follow the bunny. They'll find Tony there. They don't even have to hop and I follow them. (laughs) 
Orville Smith, a store manager for Best Buy in Augusta, Georgia. And this is from a Georgia newspaper called The Beacon. The Georgia Beacon. I remember it well. Told police he saw this uh, male customer who was later identified as Tyrone Jackson mm-hmm. on surveillance cameras, mm-hmm. sliding a laptop computer under his jacket. Okay. Well, you know, you run out there and you confront the guy. He becomes irate, knocks down an employee, draws a knife, and runs for the door. Just outside were four United States Marines collecting toys for the Toys for Tots program. Location, location, <laughs> location. Smith says the Marines stopped the guy, but he stabbed one of the Marines, Corporal Philip Duggan, in the back. The injury did not appear to be severe. Can I explain? That's not ever your best move. No, not no. when there's more of them than you. Mm. See, I, I don't know how, I don't know how many of them it would took to take to kick my butt, but I knew how many they were going to use, and that's useful yes. information. Many as they had. After police and an ambulance arrived at the scene, Corporal Duggan was transported for treatment. The subject was also transported to the local hospital with two broken arms, a broken ankle, a broken leg, several missing teeth, possible broken ribs, multiple contusions, assorted lacerations, a broken nose, and a broken jaw. Injuries he sustained when he slipped and fell off the curb after stabbing the Marines, <laughs> according to the police report. Well, luckily, at least the Marines didn't shoot the fridge. <laughs> True, Tone. A woman who secretly swapped out seven pebbles for 4.2 million pounds or make that $5.7 million worth of diamonds has been sent to prison for her role in the audacious heist at a luxury jewelry store in London's Mayfair district. Really? 60-year-old Lulu Laketos was sentenced to five and a half years in prison. Lulu, dear, you're old enough to know better. You would think. Yeah. What I want to know is how... I'm pretty sure, at least, I don't have great eyes anymore, but I can tell the difference between, I don't know, seven pebbles and uh, seven diamonds. Usually, even I could do that. Just me. Anyway, five and a half years from the Southwark Southwark Crown Court in London. She was guilty of conspiracy to steal. Actually, I believe it's conspiracy to have already stolen because (laughs) she was... So conspiracy to steal yeah to token yeah she was part of an international gang that fled to france plus year olds after stealing the diamonds in 2016 from from boodles oh on new bond street yep i've actually heard of boodles i want to know who would name a high-priced luxury jewelry store boodles british people should have guessed I would have guessed French, but that's just me. Or, you know, someone from Yale. Hey, ooh, yeah. Would... Heavens, it never happened at Harvard. In any case, uh, let's take a look at some police blotters, shall we? Oh, please. Irving Avenue, 747 a.m. Tuesday. A landlord-tenant dispute involving assault with frozen food was reported. <laughs> and, and that can just hurt. I know. I think I want to know where this is. What, he was beaten with fish sticks? I was thinking something. Or just, you know, you heft the frozen peas at the guy. 
I don't know if you get if you get the ham in the netting thing. Ooh, oh, clean a little. You could do damage. That's a, that's a blood and not leave many marks. <laughs> Heritage Court, twelve forty four a.m. Thursday. A woman whose finger got stuck in a drain was reported to be conscious and breathing. Good. <laughs> and this needed to be reported. Her well, finger stuck in a drain, not her head. You we're all worried about the fridge <laughs> that the guy shot. Yeah. <laughs> Coughlin Lane, 7.33 p.m. Friday. A woman told police someone was at her door. And then when she asked who it was, no one answered. Police responded and determined the stranger outside was had delivered a package. Damn you. <laughs> this is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.